get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Salute on SS me, Tyson Saner. Welcome to Succotash number 267. I will be your host through a small selection of soundcast clips for which to theoretically make you interested in hearing the full episode, or at least give you an idea of what to expect on whichever soundcast we happen to clip. That's the basic idea. Last week on Epi 266, my co-host and every other show host, Mark Hirschon, brought his A-game with a show full of bees. Not the buzzy things that pollinate flowers and make honey and such, but things that start with the letter B including the return of one of my favorite segments, Boozin' with Bill, with our very own Bill Haywatt, and clips from the soundcasts Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, The Bitch Bible, Breaking Bread with Tom Papa, and Brittle Star's Really Great Podcast. There's even a small chat with friend of Succotash and longtime soundcaster Chris Mancini, who does not seem to have a single B in his name, but other than that little inconsistency, the episode and all the content contained within is top-notch. Check it out, if you should be interested in doing so. This week, I've got clips from the soundcasts Screams and Moans, The Goods from the Woods, and Off Menu with Ed Gamble and James A. Caster. There's also a classic Henderson's Pants advert kicking around somewhere in the rotation, so y'all have got that to look forward to as well. Real sponsors, take note, we are in the market for one or more of you, as we have been for ten plus years. Anyway, thank you for listening. Let's get to the clips. First up, Screams and Moans. Its description says it's the podcast about movies and sex, but not together because that would be porn. A clip I've selected is from a very recent show from 28th of February, 2021. It's from episode 47, which is called Second Time is Better. And its description says, thanks to technology, we had to have a second go at recording this episode of Screams and Moans with jabs from Boganwood and the D-Head Factor. We've heard it's an old Mark Hershon trick. Oh, <laughs> but hoping it's also worked for screams and moans. It was about time we got around to covering Event Horizon, and as we were talking movies, here is my rough list of all those mentioned by Jabs or myself in this episode. Martyrs, Scream and Scream 2, Shaitan, Men and Chicken, The Door, Upstream Color, Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2, Shortcuts, The Endless, The Void, Mandy, Hereditary, Midsommar, Mama, Nightwatch and Daywatch in that order, Happy Death Day, and Stan Helsing. Yes, I like that they put Nightwatch and Daywatch in that order, because that is the order in which you should watch them. Indisputably. And then in the second half, we answer this episode's sexy question, and end up talking a lot about public transit. But we're here to talk about movies, aren't we? Or a movie in particular. We are. Um, we're here to talk about Event Horizon tonight. The Event Horizon. Yes. Classic sci-fi horror back in the 90s you know i feel though it's a movie i should have watched previously but this is actually only the second time i've ever watched the film well i guess i guess like if you'd watched it when it first came out it was kind of groundbreaking because it, you got a it like was it a horror was it a sci-fi 
I guess when I went into it and watched it at the cinema, as you do, uh, when, I, when we went in to watch it, they, uh, I remember walking out going, holy shit, that is not what I expected. So it's it's that kind of genre of, um, was it a horror or was it a sci-fi? And I guess the movie, I, my honest opinion, I believe that it was a horror, uh, just in a sci-fi setting. Uh, but I think it just kind of blends that genre really, really well. I was going to say, because you think about the whole, you know, space travel and things like that kind of fits the sci-fi genre but yeah. the darkness of the message and everything that goes on in this film is definitely aligned with kind of that almost I don't want to say terror but like just horror because it's more that for a lot of the movie you don't see anything you just witness different events the, uh... Uh, his inspiration was Hellraiser so that gives you a nice little glimpse into what his thought process was when he was making the horror aspects of the uh, movie which is quite good and so the um, the movie itself like there's very when you when you go back and uh, you watch obviously Hellraiser and you remember all the ripping and tearing kind of scenes in that you can see that there's a lot of uh, replicated scenes in this for instance, the uh, guy that's hanging with his uh, innards hanging out from the sky and he's got all the pins and stuff in it. I don't know. That was really difficult for me to see or watch um, in terms of, you know, I think everyone has certain scenes of the movie that they feel that way about. For me, it was that one where he's just kind of uh, hanging there. And I did read the scene was actually supposed to be much more you know, as filmed, was more graphic than that. So there was supposed to be kind of the backstory that actually he had nightmares about being... Um, why am I blanking out on words? Because <laughs> you, you haven't drunk enough. That's the problem. It's only 10.24 here. I have to drink coffee until oh. Josh texts me. When if you Josh texts me saying it's beer o'clock, then we can drink because you you're not an alcoholic if you drinking with someone absolutely i mean well technically we could drink together does that work or is it because we're not in the same time zone uh i think it doesn't work because uh, if i try and move at the moment then there's going to be a mess okay <laughs> yeah. but it works in the sense that you know i can drink alcohol but uh in the position i'm in and everything that's sitting on top of me right now probably not a good idea Fair, a delicate balancing act. Yeah. <laughs> so so P, P. W. Anderson, um, later known for his Resident Evil movies and stuff as well, the director. Um, I got, this is my first memory of one of his movies. And I mean, it makes sense now that he blends that kind of horror um, action and all the different genres and stuff like that. And like he goes on to make Mortal Kombat and stuff, but... When you're thinking back then, I actually felt that this was something that was completely different. So, Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I was allowed to see the film at that point, but I would have been potentially 17 that year. So yeah. I could have. You know I think it was only MA15 here. 
So we've got a 15 plus rating here, and I th I'm pretty sure that was one of his, uh, one of the ones that we kind of were able to go to at 15, because I don't remember it being R rated, which is 18 over. Yeah, I was going to say in the US, there's PG 13, which means 13 and over, and then you go straight to R. Yeah. And then he's, um, obviously he came off the back of the original Mortal Kombat movie, so you can see his influence still there with the techno music and that kind of heavy metal kind of grinding uh, That whole movies. feel. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can do, he's getting his little, he's getting his style that he'll be known for later on. And I guess that's, you know, you see it throughout all the Resident Evil movies. So you can reach out to the host, Megan, at Podcast Whore, that is all lowercase P-O-D-C-A-S-T-W-H-O-R-E, as on Twitter, and Jabs of D-Head Factor, uh, apparently can be reached at Chaz Productions, that is capital C-H-A-Z-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S. Screams and Moans is also on Instagram and Facebook, and apparently Davian Dent did the Screams and Moans theme tune. Plus, you can reach their website at screamsandmoans.com. That is S-C-R-E-A-M-S-A-N-D-M-O-A-N-S dot com. Next up, The Goods from the Woods from Rivers Langley, in which the description says, Join hosts Rivers Langley, Pat Riley, and Mr. Goodnight on their intrepid Arl expedition through the world of oft-forgotten pop culture on The Goods from the Woods, featuring personal tales and recollections on the theme from the hosts and their special weekly guests, the goods from the woods will leave you enlightened. It will leave you enraptured. You will find yourself changed, Daddy. Also, you will laugh. So, they're putting out episodes uh, up to this year, in 2021, but I've gone back to almost the very beginning uh, to feature a clip from October 28th, 2013, which is episode 9, and it's called Halloween with Travis Clark. So uh, its description says, In this extra spooky special episode, The Goods from the Woods Boys welcome Travis Clark of the Tiny Odd Conversations podcast. That brings back memories. So yeah, we've definitely had we've clipped Tiny Odd Conversations before, and I've clipped a Quick Question, which was a more recent soundcast that Travis Clark uh, co-hosted. Uh, so anyway, we welcome him to Disgraceland Studios. Disgraceland, that's funny. For discussion of memories of all Hallow's Eve's past. Rivers delves deep into his love for Halloween novelty records and his wrath for those he perceives to be destroying the genre through both rudeness and crudeness. Side tangents include Mr. T's Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool, the idea arsenal for hunting the ideal arsenal for hunting dinosaurs, and the fleeting morality of airbrush t-shirt artists. My earliest Halloween memory might be my earliest memory period, and it was uh, my parents. My mom used to like make my costumes when I was a kid. Yes, sure. And uh, one one year it was a pumpkin, like a jack o' lantern. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was, you know, three or something. And this thing is a, it's a giant pillow sphere, basically. Imagine a child in the middle of a beach ball with just. And one of the earliest memories I have is just on my back unable to get up and both of my parents losing their shit laughing at me <laughs> like, i kind of feel like that's the right response to that oh no yeah. no no like in hindsight i'm like oh god i would crack up if i saw a kid dressed as a pumpkin who couldn't get up i bet you were an adorable pumpkin though really i think every kid is a pump like that's the first outfit for every kid. i've, seen, I've yeah. seen photos of me as a pumpkin yeah no memory never was a pumpkin yeah. i've seen lou albano as a pumpkin <laughs> was on tnt when did he, he saw did he still have the rubber bands he did his... and he talked about lanato basqueaks albano his 
is his relative who invented pumpkin carving and demonstrated it. <laughs> to wear this, you got to be well over 300 pounds and have a belly like the captain. You want to make a facial thing for the Halloweeny for the kids in. Here we go, watch this. Make sure you cut it in an obtuse angle. And obtuse. Obtuse. <laughs> the other you use a 90 degree angle. You got to work at both ends. You have to be very careful now. This I is like a gynecologist, a psychiatrist that works at both ends. You do it this way, now just watch. Did he have glow sticks hanging from the rubber band? That would have been a good idea. idea like that is. <laughs> Where did he right sit? Did his mama make him put a jacket on over the pumpkin because it was cold out that year? I always thought it was nasty he had the rubber bands. Like, he grew little tufts of hair specifically for the rubber bands on his cheeks. Is he that like, how he got them in? I thought he glued them to his I face. Thought it was, I thought he pinned them like some kind of piercing thing. The jury is out on this. Albano, yeah. if you are and listening, it went to the grave. In. It went no, to the is, grave. It's a secret that went into the grave. He. Uh, do you remember when he was... Mario, when he was yeah. Super Mario, yeah, yeah. swing your arms from, from side, side to side. Come on, on, it's time to go do the Mario. <laughs> do the Mario. Let's do the Mario all together now. <laughs> Come on now, you got just it. like that. <laughs> how, how, how good? And let's not forget Danny Wells as Luigi. I just want to point that out. How drunk was Albano when he recorded that? I think he did all of them in one afternoon. I think he shot all 100 episodes or however many he did. He shot. And then one point he had like his breakdancing buddy come in yeah. and show him breakdancing moves. Those are some good moves, breakdancing buddy. <laughs> I just remember the episode where I, I believe it was Mario learned how to speak French in it. And he was thus a big hit with the women because of this. Do you remember? And, sweet, I, remember I, think, I think it was Luigi. All right. There was also an episode. There was also an episode where Inspector Gadget guest starred. <laughs> and, it, and it was not played by Don Adams. And it was also an episode where Ernie Hudson guest starred as a Ghostbuster. Well, Ernie Hudson will show up pretty much anywhere right now if you ask him. Yeah, he wasn't Politely. like Ernie Hudson from Oz or Ernie Hudson from Congo or something. This was Ernie Hudson oh, as, what yeah. was the name? Now he's, now he's Ernie Hudson from Celebrity Ghost Stories. Like, or, that's what Ernie Hudson or, does or, now. Or Ernie Hudson from North Hollywood. <laughs> so wait, do they all have a supernatural, like Dan Aykroyd's UFOs? You know, that's his thing. Ernie really? Hudson, Ernie Hudson's ghost. I think Ernie Hudson was like, "How much will you pay me?" Yeah, sure. I saw oh, okay. a ghost once. Sure. Because what with Dan Aykroyd, oh, that's like really ancient astronauts. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus oh hell yeah. Christ. There's some Netflix. There's like a Dan Aykroyd on UFOs on Netflix or something like that. Wait, it's batshit. His butt eventually got so big. It 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 fluctuates. Him and driving Miss Daisy, he, he could have crushed two men easily yeah, with those very, thighs. Him, yeah, his his and him in the Chaplin movie with no shirt on. Oh fuck. That is horrific. <laughs> like there's just hair and blubber like everywhere. <laughs> Whose oh. butt's bigger, his or Sinbad's? Dan I would say Ackroyd, but just because there's more like Sinbad has the butt of an Ackroyd, but not the full body of an Ackroyd. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Serious crime. And you'll probably be doing some serious time. In case you might be worried about the friends you lose. Five. I'm Willa May, and you're listening to WJHOAM. We now join Lester Hill's Farm and Agriculture Report already in progress. I went, I studied for four years in Texas. How do you know A&M this stuff? You to get this leave. job. This no. is bullshit. One of those liberal universities there where they put your head full of all this Karl Marx and everything. Your head full of these communists out there so you can come down here and overthrow this county here. Well, we're not going to stand for it, sir. We're not, we're not going to have this kind of communism, sir. Lester, I'm your cousin, man. Why are you just spitting these kids? I never liked your mama. Theory? She was a bad woman. She had gout. 
And she used to drink Mog and David even on the Sabbath there. With and the she was a member of the Third Synod. They were not a King James only church, sir. And we did not go to that. They used that Can international you? I heard a bunch of ducks got out over in Shinbone. How much of them ducks? Well, if you get out your 12 gauge, they'd be pretty free, ma'am. It says here you can follow Travis on all forms of social media at Mr. Travis Clark, but actually you should probably follow him at Track Rivals, and that is capital T-R-A-C-K, capital R-I-V-A-L-S. You can follow the show on Twitter, apparently, at The Goods Pod, and that is capital T-H-E, capital G-O-O-D-S, capital P-O-D. Uh, Rivers Langley is at Rivers Langley, that is capital R-I-V-E-R-S, capital L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. Dr. Pat is at P.M. Riley, that is capital P, capital M, underscore, capital R-E-I-L-L-Y. Mr. Goodnight is Sepulveda Cowboy, that is at capital S-E-P-U-L-V-E-D-A, capital C-O-W-B-O-Y. And apparently they also have t-shirts, which you can pick up, or at least could as of the recording in 2013, at uh, prowrestlingtees.com. That's P-R-O-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G-T-E-E-S dot com forward slash The Goods Pod. Hello, friends. It's the summertime and the weather is fine. And if you're like most folks, you've been packing on the pounds. And why not? Beer, chips, summer cookouts, more beer, ice cream, deep-fried Twinkies with bacon. Yum, yum. If you're starting to blow up like the Michelin Man and self-control over what you shove down your neck is just a distant memory, it could be time to tug your way into a pair of Henderson's patented pain pants. Designed to fit no matter how chunky you may be, these amazingly well-engineered trousers are constructed to pull and tug and reel in all of that excess you with a few simple yanks and you're instantly summertime svelte. Henderson's pain pants don't actually help you lose weight, of course. It's all just a delightful illusion. <laughs> like so much of life, a painful, delightful illusion. Those straps tend to cut deeply into your fatty tissues, and there's a real danger of cutting off circulation to some, if not all, of your extremities. But until that happens, damn, you'll look good. Originally designed for Orson Welles, Kirstie Alley, and the Beer Barrel Brothers of Baltimore, Henderson's pain pants are temporarily unavailable, awaiting safety certification by the American Medical Association. But they're available for pre-order right now, wherever merchants have a loose sense of doing the right thing. That's Henderson's, makers of torturous trousers since 1923, and now back to Succotash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Finally tonight, Off Menu with Ed Gamble and James Acaster from Plosive Productions. Its description says, Comedians Ed Gamble and James Acaster invite special guests into their magical restaurant to each choose their favorite starter, main course, side dish, dessert, and drink. Ever wanted to eat your dream meal? It's time to order Off Menu. Very nice. Uh, the clip I've selected is from an episode from the 26th of June, 2021. It is episode 108. And it is a bonus episode, apparently, featuring none other than Dan Aykroyd. Its description says, Surprise! While we're in the off-season, here's a very special and very different bonus episode. Ed and James speak to an actual Ghostbuster and Blues brother, Dan Aykroyd. 
Dan kindly agreed to be on the podcast to promote his vodka brand, Crystal Head, and he sure is passionate about it. All right. Very cool. Welcome, Dan Aykroyd, to the Dream Restaurant. Hello, Ed. Hello, James. <laughs> wow. wow. Welcome, Dan Aykroyd, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. <laughs> the Dream Restaurant would be, let's think of it as Canada, my home in the summer, because we, we have a, a log cabin there, and uh, I, I run luggage uh, from the station and back. I'm a luggage mule all, all summer. It's, it, it's as if it's, <laughs> it's a resort or a hotel. So uh, we've had some really great chefs in there, David Adji out of Toronto, Ben DeForest out of Martha's Vineyard, and they have served up uh, comp, you know, incomparable feasts. And so I've prepared the, the, the evening. I'll tell you about the evening and the meal that we would have at the, at the dream restaurant. Let's call it uh, Loon Lodge. Loon Lodge. Dan, I think this is the first time I think we've done maybe 107 episodes of this. This is the first time someone's come straight in with a name for their dream restaurant. Yes. Well, it would be my home. You see, my dream restaurant would be my home. Of course, uh, I love uh, Ken and Beck's down there in, uh, where Ben DeForest works in Martha's Vineyard. And there's so many restaurants, uh, a new one opening up, Vela, here in Toronto, the Johnny Goodman's place, uh, not John Goodman, the actor, but uh, the entrepreneur, John Goodman, uh, uh, Johnny Goldman, I mean. So, you know, that connection with uh, fine chefs and purveyors of great food over the years has uh, has served me well, and uh, <laughs> I have uh, thrown many a party. So the dream restaurant would be uh, Bear's Head Cabin, Loon Lodge, the uh, the uh, the Bears Head Lounge, and then moving on to uh, the formal dining, uh, outdoor dining porch. We're talking outdoors, are we, Dan? Uh, it's screened in, yes. Take us through the scene in front of you. Okay, so the scene would be, uh, we're talking probably serving about 20 good friends, and uh, we would be, uh, I would be sending the uh, the 1932 V12 Pierce Arrow 1604 limousine for uh, to pick them up. Uh, they would pull up to the cabin. Uh, they would be greeted with my bar staff serving a bar car martini. That's the Crystal Head, two and a half ounces of it, uh, <laughs> shaken in a uh, in a uh, with ice chips in a in a uh, and into a tumbler glass with ice with a rind of lemon or pearl onion or olive. Along with that would be a setting of pecorino and Stilton. With red pepper yeah. jelly. Can I just say, this is the normally we have to tease these things out of people, and you are so ready to get into the food. Normally, we maybe ask some general questions about whether you know you've been a foodie for a long time. Have you always loved food? Did you grow up with food around? Oh, we you? can sure. Well, I think my, I think if we go through the uh, the dream meal, you'll see, and you can <laughs> stop me any time, okay. or uh, or you know ask me once uh, we've gone through. But. They'd arrive in the V12. The, uh, they would have a bar car martini served to them, very clean uh, vodka that we serve. Of course, no additives. Crystal Head is a no-additive product. Then the Pecorino and Stilton with red pepper jelly, cards, table water, crackers, olives, uh, little uh, cocktail pickles, and um, and maybe some uh, pearl onions again. So then we would move into the screened-in porch, uh, which overlooks the, the cliff uh, on the lake that the old family farm is on there. And uh, we would move on to a pepper del pesto uh, as a sort of uh, a, a, also a secondary appetizer. I love a good pesto. I search mm. the world for pesto and pepper del noodles is to me the best noodles to use with with pesto. Now I don't cook at all. You can I can barely take a piece of toast and put it on a coat hanger and get it to brown. <laughs> I I don't cook at all. So. But I do appreciate good food, and the skill of some of the people we've had working at the farm uh, over the years is is quite outstanding. So 
Uh, we'd have the Bar Car Martini, the Pecorino Stilton Red Pepper Jelly with the Cars, Table Water, Crackers, Olives, Pickles, and Onions. We'd, we'd move on to the Papardel Pesto. And in the summer, there's nothing in Canada like a, a mixed grill. So that would be uh, baby lamb chops with mint jelly, a T-bone steak uh, with au jus uh, and fresh grated horseradish, how lemon half chicken skin on, and that would be uh, on, a, on a fairly nice big gas or charcoal broiler. And then uh, to accompany that, of course, Yorkshire pudding with gravy and peas, Brussels sprouts with a maple glaze. You know, we have Canadian maple syrup here, the best in the world. And then we'd move on to uh, garlic mash and rosemary roasted potatoes in there uh, as part of the cooking, and that would all be served together. So uh, I'm not eating fish these days because I think, you know, they're disappearing fast. So it would be chicken, lamb chops, uh, T-bone. And uh, then after that, uh, we would uh, have a chopped Caesar salad. Not cheesy, more lemony than cheesy, you know, uh, chopped up. And all along the way, of course, uh, we'd be serving the finest Chateau Margaux, red for red, and the Palmeyer White. It's a great vineyard there in California, a lovely uh, Chardonnay that they make. Very kind of viscous and oaky and really neat uh, to drink with food. So, and by the way, I'm not paying for this uh, meal. I, I would get <laughs> someone, I figure a promotion to get the, my, uh, the company in Toronto to pay for it. Look, this is, Dan, this is your dream meal. You don't have to pay for it. You know, we've got James as our genie waiter. He yes. can magic anything up you like. So, you know, this is all on us. All right, good. Uh, the Caesar salad and then the Margot and the Palmer served along the way. For dessert, uh, we would have an espresso martini. Uh, with the crystal head again, uh, no additives uh, to make an award-winning drink. We just won another award with our Onyx bottle right here. <clears throat> Toy soldiers. <laughs> this is our Onyx. This is a Blue Ooh. Weber Agave vodka. This is a piano mm. finished bottle. Blue Weber of vodka, of course, is what they make tequila out of. We do a vodka distillation and filtration treatment on it. And so we'd have that in a, an espresso martini, and uh, that would be accompanied by dessert of a mocha de quoise, uh, a lemon squares, a black velvet cake, a black forest cake. And uh, then uh, to those who wanted an Arturo Fuente uh, cigar with a Chateau Ikem, a beautiful sauterne, right? Or brandy or whiskey, uh, Mission uh, Signal Hill whiskey out of Canada is a lovely brand. Um, a nice whiskey, a brandy, uh, you know, something uh, as a digestif. And then in Canada, where it's legal, I would offer a two-gram uh, Chernobyl pre-roll, uh, sativa blunt with uh, blue rhino bud uh, and blue crush uh, keef uh, for those who would, would want that. And then uh, jugs of warm lemon water as everyone gets up from the, from the porch. Lots of lemon water, jugs, and then the, the evening's not over because then we go to the fire mm. because it's Canada. We have a massive fire there. A uh, big bonfire, and we will do uh, plain donuts, just plain donuts, but rolled in butter and then grilled mm, wow. uh, with coffee up, and then Patron XO, the beautiful beverage out of Patron XO for all night dancing, all night partying. This is obviously a dream meal to be accompanied with a party that goes to four or five to dawn, really. You can find the guest, Dan Aykroyd, on Twitter at all lowercase D-A-N underscore A-Y-K-R-O-Y-D. Ed Gamble can be reached at Ed Gamble Comedy, that is capital E-D, capital G-A-M-B-L-E, capital C-O-M-E-D-Y. And James Acaster does not seem to have a specific Twitter under his name, but he does have one for another podcast he apparently is part of called Perfect Sounds Podcast, and that can be reached at all lowercase P-E-R-F-E-C-T-S-O-U-N-D-P-O-D. And you can go to the website at www.offmenupodcast.co.uk 
for a list of restaurants recommended on the show. That is www.offmenupodcast.co.uk. And apparently, they have a YouTube series and a channel, which I'll provide a link for. Uh, there's a series called Just Puddings. And that is on the YouTube channel Turtle Canyon Comedy, spelled how it sounds. And there's your show. I do hope you found something enjoyable during the time you spent listening to it. I try to find things that are both entertaining and informative for you, or at least one of those things, when possible. It's always subjective as comedy, but I still try. Next week, Mark Hershon will have something for you, and presumably I will have something for you in two weeks. Until then, if you are looking for more content to listen to, you can check out the show archive at www.succotashshow.com. So check out Antisocial Show, a soundcast I host with Hunter Block on SoundCloud, and at www.tysoncenter.com. And if you like gaming content, there's plenty of that on my YouTube channel, which is under my name, Tyson Saner, as well as being conveniently linked on www.tysonsaner.com with a few other things. I'm also available to guest on your soundcast, so contact me if you are desperate for either content or human contact. Until show 269, be decent to each other, mask up to protect the unvaccinated, and if anyone asks if you've heard anything interesting lately, won't you please... Past the Succotash? You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com. On Spotify. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine. And soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Succotash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at tyson at succotashshow.com or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail dot com slash you slash Succotash. Succotash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Succotash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production. <laughs>